you know what, I still work with investors, you know, in Hamilton, Niagara, Brantford area. And a lot of it is, is saying, you know, looking at it and saying, okay, where's the best value for this? And most of it is in, is in either conversions or, you know, burring properties. And that's what I've done all my career anyways. And that's what I steer most people to, because that's what I know. And to be honest with you, I think they get a, a great value bang for their buck, right? They, that's where your highest returns are by adding value. Uh, and there's still some of that. There's still a lot of that out there. There's still projects out there that can work. You are listening to the Savvy Real Estate Investor Show, the podcast dedicated to empowering you to invest for your family's future. Listen in to learn about different strategies successful investors use to live their best lives. Whether you are starting out on your real estate wealth building journey or a seasoned investor looking for the next unfair advantage, this is the show for you. Each conversation will help you be more savvy when it comes to understanding how to leverage real estate to achieve your goals and live an extraordinary life. Your host is none other than seasoned investors and power couple, Jose and Khadija Jafferji, founders of the Savvy Real Estate Group, where we have been helping passive investors grow their wealth and getting them one step closer to financial freedom since 2008. Hey, Savvy Real Estate Investors, we have Mark Loeffler on our show today. Mark is very well known among the Ontario real estate investors since he's been an active investor and a investor-focused real estate agent for many years. He also has a very popular YouTube channel where he focuses on all things real estate and wealth called the Mark Loeffler Experience. So I definitely recommend check that YouTube channel out. So Mark has been investing in the Ontario market for, I'd say, over 20 years, uh, primarily focusing on multifamily. But recently, he made the leap to investing in the Alberta market, and he has successfully and aggressively purchased several assets out there. Uh, Mark definitely loves to analyze deals, and so we were able to talk to him about why he made the decision to switch markets and you know some of the numbers out there. Uh, Mark is a fitness junkie. He loves to run marathons and participate in various fitness challenges. So yeah, let's hop right on to our conversation with Mark. Hey, Mark, uh, thanks for being on the show. To, to start off, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the real estate business. Oh, geez, a little bit about myself. I mean, I started a long, long time ago. I'm getting old. And um, nearly half my life, I've been investing in real estate. Uh, I bought a couple duplexes up in Newmarket, Ontario. I would buy shitty, I've always just bought shitty properties. And just, I guess, because I was a little bit handy. So I would do the work myself. Uh, and I, you know, fix them up and rent them out. And that's, what I've done the whole time, other than some various things in between, but I was doing the burst strategy, I guess, before the burst strategy was cool, or it was actually named the burst strategy. We just called it, hey, finding value. Yeah. And then in that process, I wanted to quit my job. So I started doing rent to owns. I wrote a book about that, talked a lot about that around the country. Then, my, then I became a realtor. All the time, I'm still buying investment properties. And I wrote the second book with Fix and Flip with uh, Ian Zabo. 
we co-authored that. And then I started buying apartment buildings. And that's probably what I'm more known for now is uh, buying apartment buildings and, again, just doing the birth strategy on them. And then at some point along the way, I started a YouTube channel and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you do so many different things. I mean, uh, you're a real estate investor, you're a YouTuber, you're an options trader, small business owner, uh, a brokerage owner, I believe, as well, and, and also a best-selling author all in one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I own a few small businesses. If you're ever in Hamilton, check out uh, Caro Restaurant. Uh, we have two locations, and or you go to Victoria Steak and Seafood at Lock and King. Amazing. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, so so many exciting things going on. So, um, yeah, maybe let's 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 yeah fast track to to, to now. Um, what are you up to these days? Give give us a day in the life of Mark. Day in the life of Mark. What did I do? Uh, I went got up at uh, got up at four forty five. I went into the CrossFit Open this morning, and then yeah, basically after that, you know, kids go to bed or kids go to school, uh, start working. Basically, what I'm working on right now is we just, well, we just closed on 59 units out in Edmonton, February 14th. So I'm figuring out some financing still on that. Uh, we assumed the financing. So I'm just trying to put some secondary on to do probably about a million dollars worth of renovations there. And then um, we're working on um, another deal that we have accepted, 21 units out there. And then just running the real estate team because we now have four agents on our team um, that we're working with. So just, you know, managing them and figuring all that stuff out. Then I get to be on your podcast. And then after this, I shoot a video for my um, for my YouTube channel. Then I go home with play with the kids for a bit. And then I do the I start the Goggins challenge tonight, which is uh, four miles every 40, four hours for 48 hours. You're oh. starting tonight. Yeah. After waking up at 4.45? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and, and so you're going to be running all night? No, no, no. Every four so hours. Yeah. At 8, 8 p.m., we're going to run four miles, which is like, I don't know, 30 to 40 minutes, depending on who you are. Uh, and then at 12 a.m., we'll run another four miles. And then at 4 a.m., we'll run another four miles, and so on and so on, until 4 p.m. on Sunday. So... We'll run about 85 kilometers over the weekend um, just because the people I'm with are overachievers and want to run um, two full marathons in a weekend. So, Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. So, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about that. And I mean, uh, why do you do it? Well, no, it's fun. <laughs> that's a good answer. It's, it's, but, a, cha it's a challenge, but yeah, it's, it's fun, right? Like, yeah. 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 And the to be honest with you, this is way easier than running a hundred kilometers in 24 hours. So why wouldn't you just do it? Yeah, yeah. no, that's a good answer. You know, I want to get into, uh, your, your routines, your morning routines, whether, whether it be, you know, some other time of the day, what, you know, how do you stay so focused and, and achieve so many things, um, share your secrets. Uh, the biggest thing, I guess, is why I get up and do what I do is community, right? Like, um, and it's with within anything. It's you know, I'm within a community of people who are exercising, um, like a bunch of triathletes, and then you know, on the CrossFit side, there's a community there. They, I go to another gym as well for some things, and there's a bit of a community there. So 
you know, I have people that I'm going to just go hang out with and just do this while I'm, while I'm working out. Right. Um, and it's the same thing with real estate investing. I mean, I just hang out with all real estate investors, you know, and we all know your net worth is your net worth. Right. So if you want to be successful at something, just hang out with some high performing people who are doing what you want to do. Yeah, for sure. So, so Mark, you mentioned that you have some, uh, projects in Edmonton right now. Uh, what was it that made you shift your focus of investing from Ontario out to Alberta? Why did I sell seven buildings for $30 million last year and now taking that yeah. all to Edmonton? Yeah. <laughs> because now you're going to make Jose sell them? Is that all your stuff in the, in the Hamilton? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering. I'm just, I'm just is there, is there, <laughs> well, is there I mean, a secret here? Yes and no. Um, I am looking at actually selling my last building in Edmund or Hamilton, maybe too. But um, for the most part, it was like I had bought these buildings and, you know, I was on turnover. I'd renovate a unit. I'd spend 25, 30 grand, renovate the unit. I'd get the rents up. And I'd bought all this stuff around 140 a door, maybe to 160. And some of the stuff I bought under 100,000. And it's like somebody's going to, pay me $250,000 per door and I haven't done the actual work on the property yet. And I'm sitting there looking, okay, so it's worth 250. I put 30 in and I'm still going to get the rents up, but they're already paying me for a hundred thousand dollars of that lift. So it really just doesn't make sense. Like they're like, we're selling at less than a like two cap, right? So they were taking four to five years forward lift out of the property already. And I'm just sitting there like mathematically, that makes no sense to me. And then, you know, then you put, put on that we're in Ontario and that I can only raise rents 1.2%. And there's, you know, all these groups that are fighting this and that. And I'm just like, you know what? At some point it's like, okay, enough's enough. You guys do what you need to do and go make your money on these properties. And I'm going to go somewhere else. And then why Edmonton Edmonton to me, I looked at it and I'm like, so I looked out East, I looked out West uh, out East. They had, they'd had pretty significant boom in the last 18 months. Um, so, and Edmonton and Alberta just had it. They like, they've been flat or negative since 2014. Basically I, I've, I'm still buying stuff today at less than 2014 prices. And we all know that goods have gone up in value, you know, and Alberta is supposed to lead the, um, the country in economic growth over the next five years. Uh, I, I, I've been long on oil since it was $30 a barrel. I knew it was going to go up. I mean, demand's going to go back up. I didn't know that Russia was going to invade Ukraine, but you know, anybody could have said, okay, $30 a barrel oil really doesn't work for anybody. The Saudis need it around $70, so they're going to play with it. So it hits at least that mark. So, you know, we're going to see that. And that that's really good for the economy of Alberta, which we just saw they did their budget. Then they were half a billion dollars to the positive because they the oil prices, the royalties they get on oil prices when it's above $70 a barrel is huge. So their surpluses for the next, if this maintains, is going to be massive. And they just pour that money back into infrastructure in Alberta, which just creates more jobs. Yeah. And, you know, Mark, uh, you're a very savvy investor. And um, I think I'm going to coin a new term is the new king of Edmonton 
to you now um, because you've been buying many properties in uh, what's the what's the number of units or that you bought over the last since you started buying there in a very so short we, period of time? We we bought Don Campbell's building. It was a little small, but we bought it just because. I mean, how could we not buy Don Campbell's building, right? <laughs> like that. I mean, just to say, our first investment in Edmonton was Don Campbell's last apartment building. I mean, I thought that was pretty cool, and we got it for a decent price, I think. So, with, since that one, we closed at the end of April. We have now, we're at 128 doors, not including my personal uh, condo in Canmore. So 129 in, in, in Alberta. And yeah, you mentioned a, a lot of great points about why you decided to shift your focus in another market um, like Alberta. And as you know, we're doing the same thing. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's It's very hard to make the numbers work here in our market, unless you go to much smaller towns, you know, uh, was there other factors uh, besides the, you know, uh, more rent control, like not, not more landlord friendly? More landlord friendly. I mean, the one thing that does scare me out there is the fact that it is more, it's more open, it's more free. So when the, when it does boom, then like they can build a lot quicker than we can here where stuff gets tied up in red tape for, four or five, six years, it takes them to build a condo out there. They have, you know, planned approval in three months, they're, they're building. Um, and yeah, they don't, uh, they don't mess around. Like they're done in a year and a half. So things can come on a lot faster out there and they don't bother. They don't care if they like, they like to buy, to build purpose-built rentals out there again, because there's no rent control. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like the U S yeah, in some exactly. ways. In yeah. A lot of the Southeast U S markets. Yeah, so let's bring it back to Ontario. Um, you still are a active uh, agent, or you, you have a you have a team in Ontario. Um, wh- what's going on in the market here? Give us some uh, some inside uh, information as you know running a running a brokerage. Um, what what are you seeing? Yeah, um, so it's really it's really interesting. Um, it's really the tale of where you are. Um, I get and just as a description, like so. In, in January 2022, the average sale price in Durham was 985. What would you think it was in February? <laughs> 900? 985 in, Jan- in, in, in December. 985 in, in January. 985 in January. So, what, yeah. oh, what so was it in December? I see. Oh, one month what later. What was it later. in February? Uh, I would say at least uh, 50,000 more. So, it was 1.2 million. So $215,000 more. So it's really funny because in Halton, like the average sale price was 131 and it went up to 135. So this is, you're talking about growth in just one month. January to February. That's what I'm like, we have oh. to do now is because the growth month over yeah. month has just been stupid. Yeah. But saying that, I know this is coming out in six weeks and you guys can, I, I predict we're going to slow down a little bit. The growth is going to slow down. We, I mean, it's unrealistic to see 10% month over month um, appreciation. Now we going to be a decline or just a slowdown. I know it's hard to, I, I know it's hard to, you know, yeah. there's no crystal ball, right. But we are seeing like, um, you know, offer dates come and go. Uh, people aren't paying as much as they were. Um, do I think it comes down a little bit? Yeah. But like, what do you mean a decline? Like, I don't think we're going to be, I think selling at the, the second week of February, you're at your peak. And I think we've been off that peak since the second week of February, at least in the markets that I work in. Um, 
and that could be different up in cottage country or Barrie or Durham, but I don't work in those markets typically. So I, I think we are, we, we have flattened for sure. And the, they go, our area uh, will definitely, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, I mean, we have a, Jose, you probably know 100 Quigley, right? The townhouse complex. So we have a townhouse coming up there that's been newly renovated. Last one just sold there for 815. So we'll see how much that has been affected. Yeah, I, I actually, I saw that one and I told Jose about it, that that one that sold, it broke a record because it's a townhouse, older townhouse uh, yeah, complex. Yeah, with like, I think $500 in fees, correct? I don't know that they're that high, but... Um, but uh, yeah, they're definitely, I mean, listen, when I started in real estate and I started in Hamilton, we were buying those for $140,000. The one I sold that, that I sold it to the investor, they bought it for 149500 sight unseen. I literally went there. I'm like, this is a good deal. You need to buy this right now. And they're like, well, we want to see it. It was their first property. I'm like, no, you can't. I go, you got to put an offer and you can have a conditional offer. I don't care. Back then you could, but I'm like, if you wait, Three hours, somebody's going to come in and buy this. So you need to buy it. Yeah. So, you know, um, let's uh, kind of transition into what was the main catalyst uh, or the reason you started you, the YouTube channel? Because uh, you've been running that uh, Mark Loeffler experience for uh, close to two years now. Yeah, by the time um, this comes out, it'll be two years and one subs. month. Yeah. It's got, you got 6,000 subs yeah. um, and growing. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a phenomenal show. I highly recommend our viewers check it out. What, what was the main reason uh, you, you know, you, I wanna, I, you almost want to position yourself as the, the wealth coach for Canadians, right? Yes, except I don't want to be a coach because I get asked that all the time. <laughs> I get asked if I want to consult or if I want to coach. And I, I have been thinking about consulting on some things recently. But uh, I, I don't know about that yet. Uh, but the reason I started it was literally just to give back. It was to help create more intelligent people out there. Hopefully, that's what I'm doing around investing and different investment strategies that they may never have heard of. And it's really all about giving back. And it's just a, an outlet for me to share information. Yeah. So in terms of um, your investment side of the business where do you see yourself going in the next three years do you ever see yourself coming back to Ontario do you see yourself going south of the border or do you think Alberta is kind of going to be where you set up shop for the for the near future um yes to all the above uh no I'm I always look in Ontario and if the right deal comes up I will take something down in Ontario South of the border really does interest me. And I got a, a couple of other investors who want to do something with me down there. I just haven't done, I haven't looked yet, to be honest with you. I really haven't put too much time and energy into it. And I think Edmonton has a very short window um, before it gets stupid. And I think we might have another year of buying out there um, before some jerk on YouTube tells everyone to go buy out there and, uh, and everyone you know does and runs up the prices. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, and I'm, again, I'm just going to try to acquire as many doors out there as possible. Uh, you know, other than main street, I think that we should be the number one, uh, landlord out there. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's a good goal to have. Uh, you, you know, you, t- um, 
let's go back. Uh, no, I want to talk about Alberta specifically. You know, uh, I'm sure you've been. We're, we're, I'm sure you've have other Alberta like other investors in Alberta. What was their reaction when you started buying uh, so quickly? Um, um, you know, uh, having that they've been through per, per, perhaps the the cycles there. So, some Alberta investors still have a little bit, a bit of Stockholm uh, syndrome. So they're basically like they're, they're held captive uh, by the market, and and they kind of got old school mentality. They're not looking ahead; they're looking behind. It's really funny. Even my realtor, when we went out there, and he's like, "Mark, I know you've done this in Hamilton and this and that. You've been very successful. Goes, I don't know if it's going to work out here." I go, "Ah, just wait, just wait. Don't worry about it. You don't have to. It'll be fine." And you know, he was renovating some units while he was there. So we went through, we met his contractors. I go, this, this wouldn't do for me. I'm like, it's just, I, I don't, that level of, of finish is not what I w- would present to anybody. And I'm just going to be renovated in five years when somebody moves out anyways. So I'd rather do the job right once and make it nice um, and pay the little bit extra and get better tenants and better rents. And they're like, no, that won't work here. You won't find that quality of tenants like okay i'm like okay well you rent yours for nine hundred dollars or a thousand dollars i'm gonna rent mine for 1250 if you get a good tenant looking at it and they look at yours and they look at mine which one do you think they're gonna pick and they're like well they're gonna pick yours because you have laundry and dishwasher and granite countertops open concept brand new led lighting all that fun stuff right i'm like of course they're gonna pick mine for the extra money they're gonna pick mine all day long and I don't worry about having, like, as I would in Ontario, is renting it too low because after their lease term, I can raise the rent, whatever is economically feasible. So basically, you're applying a very similar strategy in terms of uh, quality of finishes that you uh, you used to here um, in the Hamilton market. You do the same quality finishes in, in the Alberta market uh, and... Uh, maybe not the same rent uh, bumps, but you know, uh, pretty decent rent bumps. And yeah, yeah, pretty decent rent bumps. I don't know if you saw my video I posted last night, which is my new 21 unit that I'm buying. Um, but I'm only getting a 30% rent increase, and I, I mean, I think so. I mean, it really does work just to get a 30% rent increase, especially now because I can get uh, CMHC financing 95 years, 50 year amortization, right? And and are you, are you finding the the labor cost labor and material costs slightly lower in that in that market? It's slightly lower labor costs. That's eh, it's very similar, but like um, materials is. I mean, I don't have to pay eight percent PST either, right? There's no uh, provincial sales tax out there, so I mean, it is. It's it's eight to ten percent lower on all materials, just from that aspect. Same on on my contractor bills, right? Like it's eight to 10% lower just because there's no tax and there's no land transfer tax when I buy. That's right. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So is your, is your ultimate goal with these the same as it would be if you were to purchase a building here? Is it to just purchase it, reposition it, refinance it? Like what are, what is your sort of business strategy out there? A hundred percent. That's, that's what it is out there, especially with that 95% uh, financing. I'm going to hold these long-term. I do have a couple buildings we bought at first that have condo titles and I have thought about um, breaking them off individually and selling them, but I I don't know. We'll, we'll see about that. I, yeah. Market would have to get 
a little better for that. But, uh, you know, and, and then it's just to hold it into the boom and uh, hopefully sell it before the end of the boom. Or the other fact is that I think Alberta is going to have a higher and longer run and I hold it longer. And they could do that by investing in different things other than um, oil and gas and technology, like they can do technologies, healthcare and that type of thing and, and really upgrade uh, their economy to not be such a slave to oil and gas. And I guess my question is with the repositioning strategy, how are you managing these buildings and all of the intricacies that come with that uh, being in Ontario? WhatsApp. (laughs) (laughs) We have WhatsApp chats for every building. Right. It's really funny. You guys aren't, um, you guys don't show the video, but uh, I don't know. Anyways, basically, um, basically this morning in the WhatsApp is like, oh, you know, we had uh, two the, the cops at the building twice uh, last night, and you know these two people are in jail. And you know our property manager—that's uh, my contractor saying this. The property manager chimes in, "Great, tell me which unit numbers. I'll, I'll send the twenty-four hour eviction notice right now, uh, so we can just clear their stuff out." Wow, yeah, and, right. and that's you know we because you know in Ontario that would take months. Well, apparently we had Ed, one of Edmonton's 10 most wanted people living in one of our units and he got shot. Oh my God. And, and I was like, oh, amazing. Another, another unit to, uh, we don't have to evict anybody from. <laughs> I don't know if he died. I, I don't know, but yeah, sorry. Maybe a little sad, maybe a little callous, but you know, yeah. in, in Ontario, I'd have to hold that, all his stuff in that unit. Exactly. And then I'd have to evict him for non-payment of rent. Yeah, which could take for just to get your hearing date six months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a... 14 days contrast. there if I need to do that. It's such a big contrast in, uh, uh, yeah, the, the two, two different markets. Maybe for our listeners' sake, explain to us the amazing financing programs uh, that are out there for specifically multifamily, uh, CMHC. Sure. And, and to be honest with you, they're basically across the country. I've done this in, in many different areas. Um, but the 21 unit we're buying has 13 vacancies right now. And hopefully when we take over, like there'll only be maybe five or six tenants. Um, and basically what we do is we get a first mortgage of um, 85% loan to purchase price or appraised value, whichever is lower, which in this case, it is the purchase price. Um, and we, yeah, it's at five to six percent interest only it'll probably be closer to six because interest the, the, the uh, prime went up the other day and then they finance our um, construction 100 percent, and then we just do monthly draws on it and i've done the same thing in ontario it's just been usually 75 percent and then 100 percent. right and then you're, you're able to get interest only loans as well interest right? only loans for 12 to 18 months and then it's just our take our exit strategy is CMHC um, and we're using the new whatever the new program is that actually starts Monday uh, that you can officially apply and it is um, 95% uh, loan to um, a, their appraised value on a 50 year amortization yeah I never that'd be interesting uh, I've never ran in my numbers on a 50 year amortization um, well 
I like, that's the funniest thing. I'm running it on the 21 unit and I'm like, I need to update my, my property analyzer. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even know what that looks like. I mean, okay, we'll have no mortgage pay down, but think of the cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, the way it, the, the financing world works in the U S is, it's, uh, interest only is pretty much that that's what everybody does. Um, whether you get the agency loan, which is the Freddie or Fannie Mae, which is a kind of equivalent to CMHC. Um, their interest rates are a little bit higher in the, in the U.S. though. Yeah, well, that's because they're 30-year or 15 or 30-year fixed, right? You're not taking – like our, ours are adjustable, right? That's why, that's why we have a lower interest rate because they adjust every five years. So, Mark, what I, – I, I would definitely take a 30-year mortgage at 35 to 4%. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or fifty. If they gave me a fifty year, three to four percent, I'd take that all day long. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's a wild, wild west there as well. <laughs> yeah, that's what he calls it, the wild, wild west. <laughs> the wild, wild south. Yeah, yeah, the wild, wild south. Um, yeah. So, what would you say are your three to five year goals with this? Like, where would you like to be? Would you like to continue to buy more units out there and just sort of expand your holdings? Well, I'm just going to share this with you guys on here, but don't tell anyone. I have a bit of a problem. I just can't stop buying apartment buildings. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Um, it's an addiction. It, it, it's an addiction. I, I have an addiction. I'm not afraid to say it. I have an addiction. Um, I, I really just can't stop buying apartment buildings. And at some point, it just becomes a self-funding prophecy. And it's it, it's fine. But yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's getting pretty bad, you know. <laughs> the deal comes up, I, you know, 24 hours. I'm like, oh, I bought another one. Okay. Yeah. It's just too irresistible to pass pass up the opportunity. Pass up the opportunity, you know? yeah. Even the bad ones, I'm looking at like, ooh, ooh, can I? Can I? Uh, I don't know. Can I? Can uh, Okay, never mind. Just, I need, for the, when the bad ones pass, I got, I have to have that you know, the good one that is like, Oh, I got to go focus over here. I can't focus on you, you know? So, yeah. And yeah, a lot sure. of that stems from back in, he and or, sorry, in Hamilton or Ontario in general was five years ago. Like you could run numbers on stuff and who knew that it really doesn't matter. Right. You could have bought anything five years ago and it would have been worth triple right now. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the challenge about the Ontario market that I'm finding is that when you're raising capital, uh, it's hard for you to do any kind of projections because you're not going to know how many units are going to come vacant. You know, who's going to take cash for keys or, you know, what kind of uh, future projections can you actually do? Be, you know? So, I mean, we always used to take two-year mortgages. We, we figured 25% of the units would turn over in the first year, uh, you know, another 15 to 20 in the second year. And then the long haulers would be, uh, after that, um, and we would be looking to refinance all our money out in year four. And that's the difference in Alberta is we're doing it in 12 to 14 months out there. Yeah, And, and, and I in think the States, with, I'm sure you're doing that. So, And with the Ontario market, it's, it is it is becoming more and more challenging because of lack of inventory and lack of affordability to turn around units. Like people are not... Yeah, we're getting not the resistance moving. from There's tenants. There's a lot of resistance, yeah. Tenants are now moving. Like, you know, uh, the money that they, they need to move uh, is increasing. And, uh, well, it's some of them are just not 
they're not interested because they're not you know they can't find uh, seven hundred dollars a month rent anywhere else. You know. Well, I mean, I sold a property in Toronto, and they they offered their tenants a hundred thousand dollars to move. Wow. Wow. That's tax-free $100,000. And the tenant said no. (laughs) Tenant said no. Tenant said no? Tenant said no. Wow. And and because they're paying $1,450 a month for a three-bedroom apartment in High Park, they would never get anything less than $3,500. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it was worth it for the client to pay $100,000. Yeah. Yeah, I'm shocked. I thought you were going to tell me they took it. No, I've heard lots of stories of people not taking like mo- like 50, 40 grand. Like there's like no, no. That is yeah. nuts. Yeah. And I mean, if you really think about the price of rent and how it's changed, like you, you can you can speak from experience too, like in a place like Hamilton, like when we started uh, way back, like let's say 10 years ago, uh, what the rent Are you talking were, about the place on Erie? Oh man, yeah. that place is gone now. <laughs> wow, you remember? Yeah. I remember Jose's oh, property man. on here. Yeah. That place was rough. Um, so yeah. yeah, Mark Mark helped us buy one of our uh, first properties out there uh, back in 2012, and uh, I remember showing up to that uh, unit very new in the game, like you know, fresh blood. We we were just starting out, and uh, the, the the tenant answered the door with a snake around his neck. And I was like, um, okay, <laughs> dark outside, you know, <laughs> I'm here to do like an inspection of your unit or something. Right. So, um, yeah, some, some good times out there, but, uh, yeah, like we were renting upper levels on our duplexes for, you know, 1400 and now people are charging like $3,000 I've heard yeah, for yeah. upper levels well, on duplexes. It's, it's ridiculous for sure. And anyone who listened to me back then, I said, listen, they need to create 900 units a year in Hamilton. I go, that's rental, purpose-built rental units. Do you see 900 units a year going up? No. Okay, great. Then your rent's going to go up because more people are going to want to live in Hamilton every year. Yeah, I remember you were very bullish on Hamilton very early on. Um, And it served you well? Yeah. It did serve me well, yes. I did very well in Hamilton. Yeah. So are you... For people who are just, you know, early on and starting out, are you still working with investor clients who are investing in the Ontario market in perhaps not, maybe multifamily, maybe not? And, uh, you know, what advice are, are you giving people out there looking to get perhaps into the market or just expanding, uh, you know, a small portfolio that they do have? Yeah. And uh, you know what? I still work with investors, um, you know, in Hamilton, Niagara, Brantford area. And a lot of it is, is saying, you know, looking at it and saying, okay, where's the best value for this? And it's, most of it is in, is in either conversions or, you know, burring properties. And that's what I've done all my career anyways. And that's what I steer most people to, because that's what I know. And to be honest with you, I think they get a, a great value bang for their buck, right? They, that's where your highest returns are by adding value. Uh, and there's still some of that. There's still a lot of that out there. There's still pro, pro, you know, uh, projects out there that can be then that can work. It's it's getting harder and harder. But you know, even this week we bought you know three properties for investors, whereas like two weeks ago there was nothing on the market, right? So yeah, yeah. So there still is opportunity out there. It's just a matter of. I guess what we're hearing is being a little bit more creative, more hands-on, and uh, basically building value into your of, into your portfolio. 
all of the above and patience. Yeah. 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 Patience is a huge key. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, on, I should, maybe I shouldn't say quote unquote uneducated investors out there. Um, you know, there, there's almost like FOMO going on out there, right? Like the people are just paying ridiculous prices. You look at some of the stuff that's happening. Like we were looking at the Durham market and there's duplexes in Durham that are selling for close to 1.4. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. And you're wondering yeah. like, what, well, how are the numbers working on this? Right? Like who's buying this and how, how are they making it work? And, uh, it's almost like they just want to get into the market. Yeah. Or they're, they're living in one unit and renting out the other one. Yeah. House hacking, right? And they're having more, they're having mortgage help or house hacking. Yeah. So what would you say is your, your primary role in your, uh, in your business? Uh, is it, you know, reviewing deals, uh, analyzing them and, and networking brokers, uh, growing the investment side of the business or, uh, and I, I guess you're also focused in your, uh, sales team. And you maybe talk a little bit about what got you into the options trading world as well. Sure. I guess I'm a CVO, chief visionary officer. I just have visions and then I pay other people to make them a reality. Or I partner with people to make them a reality, to be honest with you, most time. Um, and yeah, I mean, my real job is to find talented people to work with me. Whether that's, you know, contractors out in Edmonton, property managers, uh, the COO on our team, like any of my business partners, that's really my job right now. Like my goal way back when, I think I said this at Rain one of my first times, was listen, like I know I'm the hustler right now, but I want people to come to me. I want to sit behind the desk and people bring me deals. And I'm just writing the checks. Yeah. So, I mean, just hearing some of the things you're up to, it sounds like you've been able to leverage your time and been able to create some freedom for yourself to do some of the things you love. Um, you know, what, what is it that you focus on on a day-to-day basis? Um, like Jose was saying, like, what is sort of, you know, what are your key tasks or the, the things that you do to help your business grow and sort of. Ta- talent acquisition is number one. And then number two would, you know, I am still responsible for like running numbers on, on the properties and stuff like that. I just haven't hired that out yet. And besides, like it takes me not very long to, to run numbers on anything. I mean, I'm sure it's the same for you guys, right? Like it probably takes five to 15 minutes, depending on how you can do your computer screen. And, you know, I can tell if it's a good deal or not pretty well, pretty quick. And, um, yeah, that's, you know, on the sales team, it's, it's, I, I am the, um, right now the sales manager that will change at some point in the near future, but I haven't found the who yet. So if you haven't read it, read who, not how by uh, Dan Sullivan. Yeah. Amazing book. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my job and I golf a lot and I triathlon a lot and. Yeah, I know living, um, you know, living the ideal entrepreneurial life, right? Where you're working on the business and not in the business every day and, and, and focusing your time and energy on the things you love and the things that ultimately add most value based on your skills. Well, and the things that fulfill me, right? Like I honestly, I still like helping people buy real estate. I just like helping investors buy real estate, not so much residential and, you know, the seller on the residential side, like my, and my partner, Sharon, she's really, really good at that stuff. Like she's really good at it. People love her. 
I'm just, I don't, I, I found I don't have patience and I don't have to pretend I don't have patience anymore. So it's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes uh, you, she tells me I should pretend I have patience. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned about uh, that, you know, your job is to find talent and this is something uh, we struggle with, you know, cause we want to hire uh, additional staff members, you know, uh, maybe give us some pointers in, in that area. So if you're struggling with staff members, number one is probably is it's your, it's your mindset. It's because you're thinking what they can do for you, right? Not how you can um, provide for them or how you can um, like how you can make their life better. Right. So uh, that would be the number one, I would th- think I would say, and then it's, it's you serving them. How can you serve them better? And then by doing that, they're going to grow and be way better for you. Yeah, for sure. And what is what is your um, maybe maybe give us an overview of what the structure of your teams look like right now? I, I you know you have your investment side and you have your real estate side. How many people are you actually managing? So on the real estate side, so Sharon is my business partner in the residential uh, real estate sales, the, the real estate business. Um, and I'm managing the sales team there. So I'm managing three or four agents. She does manage the admin side of our business. And then on the investment side, to be honest with you, she's managing the, um, she's the, the operations operate person on those right now. So we're basically, that's one role we need to do is the CRO so she can be more on the, on the residential real estate side and, and sell some more there. Right. So free her up to do what she likes because she doesn't like to do the operations either. So, and and do you have like a boots on the ground partner in Edmonton, uh, taking care of that side? No, we have a great contractor out there, and we have a great property manager um, who seem to be getting along really, really well. So that's nice. Our last ones really didn't. Are we had, we we just got a new property manager out there, and the last one was kind of weird, in my opinion. But uh, you know. We, yeah, those are... we, we, we buy we buy a lot of shit, so we kind of need them to <laughs> to be tough and laugh off that people get shot at our buildings and you know yeah. and you know oh we had two the police there twice and they're like oh my god that's great we can kick these people out in twenty four hours and we're like we like you yeah, like, yeah. you're aligning yeah. with us yeah <laughs> yeah and we're like we want to clear out this forty unit building so we had vacant they're like oh sure let's do this and with the other guy would look at us with a dumbfounded face he's like what about rents. And we're like, no, that'll come later. Don't worry about that. But it's way easier to, to renovate a, a vacant building, especially one that has cockroaches, bed bugs, and all that. Like it's easier to kill everything, renovate, fix everything, and then move people in. Yeah, absolutely. So, Mark, I mean, you're such a you're such a positive guy, super motivated. Um, tell us a quote or a saying that um, you know has helped you in business or in life, and and sort of just something that you think resonates with you. I would say one of the biggest things is don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. And, and, and that it works on all levels, right? Whether it's investing, like, Oh, you, people listen to the show. Mark has 120 doors or, you know, he sold that 130 unit portfolio last year. You know, I could never do what he did. Well, it's not about that, right? It's about you being you doing what you can do and don't look at that other person like an Austin Yay or, or Jose, you know, that bought 320 units in, in Atlanta, just celebrate them. Right. And just, you know, here's your journey. And it's the same thing with like doing a triathlon, right. Or, or running or working out in a gym. Like 
it's funny. Um, I can use his name, Adriano. You know Adriano, the electrician, right? Right. So he went to F45 and he goes, oh, I hurt my back. I go, I, I know exactly how you hurt your back. He goes, no, you don't. I go, 100%. You, you were at uh, F45 and there was some girl beside you lifting a heavier weight than you. And you're like, oh, put down the weight you were supposed to be using and picked up the heavier weight and you hurt your back. He's like, how did you know? <laughs> how? Like, I'm like, because, man, like you look at this little girl beside you who probably is like half your size and, and she's lifting more. And you're like, oh, I can do that. But you're, you're comparing your insides to her outsides. You don't know that she's been doing that for 12 years and like worked and, and progressed up to that level, right? So that's that's one of my sayings all the time. It's just I'm not going to compare my insides to other people's outsides. I, and, and when somebody wins something, so many people want to pull them down, right? Like I, I'm just super jazzed that like guys are doing something and I get to hang out with them. Like you guys buying 320 units in, in Atlanta. I'm like, that's so amazing. I just want to hang out with you guys. I want to like, uh, I want to take you guys for coffee and say, wow, I, I want to do that too. But I, like, I'm so, yeah, I'm just happy for you guys. So I'm, I'm just happy when people do stuff because so many people don't. They just sit there and complain and whine and do whatever, right? So and that's one of the things I love about uh, the real estate investment community is that everyone's so supportive and everyone is so positive you know that uh, and, and they and people generally genuinely want to help other people it comes from a place of and i think it comes from a place of abundance right because i mean you have abundance you're happy with your life and you know you 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 why wouldn't you be happy for someone else and and you've you've helped me tremendously when i was getting started in the multifamily space as well you know sharing some of your contacts and uh you know um Helping yeah, just me, encouraging. Get, get going, you know? Well, here's the thing. Like, if I never bought another apartment building, would I be okay? Yeah. I mean, like, I might be depressed, but, <laughs> you know, I, I, I would addiction. definitely, I have to feed the addiction. I'd have to get addicted to something else other than CrossFit triathlon and buying apartment buildings. Jeez, that could go really badly, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. You're 100% right. And I think that that's a really, really important message because everybody out there, you know, the part of the problem is also social media, right? Because everybody's on there all the time looking at what everyone else is doing. Someone else gets a deal. You're like, oh, geez, I lost out on a deal today. That makes me feel awful. Like there's there's just a lot of information overload. 100%. And that's, that's probably a better quote. Don't compare yourselves to their Instagram profile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Cause they're only highlighting their good real. reels, right? They're only highlighting their good days. Yeah. Um, Other than mine, because I don't know how to be fake on Instagram. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I, I'm learning though. I'm learning. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah no, I heavily encourage our uh, listeners to check out uh, your YouTube channel. You're, you're putting out two videos a week, which is a, you know, a, a a very high level commitment, uh, you know, and that's to, just to give back, you know, yeah, which I commend 100%, you for. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mark. No, it's great. Uh, it was awesome talking to you. Thank you for taking your time to speak with us today. Great hanging out, guys. I appreciate this. Yeah, then- guys, uh, reach out to Mark, Cateno uh, Loeffler Realty Services, right? Um, yep. You can put it in the show notes. Um, and the Mark Loeffler experience, definitely worth checking out his videos. So we'll put that in our show notes as well. If people want to reach out, um, can they just uh, contact you through 
Uh, yeah, through the email? website or through Instagram is, is Instagram? usually the best. Yeah. Okay, awesome. All right. Well, thanks, thanks again, again Mark. Mark. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Savvy Real Estate Investor Show. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whichever platform you are listening to this on. If you liked this episode, please write a review and share it with us. We are getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts. This show exists to showcase how investors at any level can start using and leverage real estate to become savvy wealth builders. If you want to learn more about how we can potentially help you create more passive income and build your wealth faster, go to www.savvyrealestateinvestor.com. Once again, it's www.savvyrealestateinvestor.com. All right, that's a wrap. We can't wait to hang out with you on the next episode.